this bulletin, the federal government releases the Solicitor General's legal opinion on the voice. The Victorian government raises the minimum age of criminal responsibility from 10 to 12 years of age. And in rugby league, Latro Mitchell has helped South Sydney flip the script on Penrith. Australia's second law officer has backed the government's wording for the Indigenous voice, advising it isn't just compatible, but enhances the system. Attorney General Mark Dreyfus released the Solicitor General's advice today after calls from the opposition to do so. The advice that the proposed amendment is not only compatible with the system of representative and responsible government established under the Constitution, but it enhances that system. The advice also dismisses concerns that the voice would act as a third chamber supporting the primacy of parliament. It's added that the voice would not form part of either the parliament for the executive or the executive branch. Instead, it will exist as an advisory body to those two branches of government, noting that it doesn't have the power to veto. Prime Minister Antony Albanese has criticised the opposition for refusing to support the Indigenous Voice to Parliament, openly dismissing their arguments. It comes after the Attorney General, Mark Dreyfus, released the Solicitor General's legal opinion on the voice following calls from the opposition to do so. Mr Albanese says the opposition is using the referendum to support their own political agenda. This puts to bed the absolute nonsense of Peter Dutton and Barnaby Joyce and all the nonsense that they've carried on with, saying that somehow recognising Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in our constitution will lead to Anzac Day being abolished. It is complete nonsense. Uh, They are just determined to play politics with this. Traditional custodians of uh, Darumbal in North Darumbal country in North Queensland have welcomed a $150 million boost to improve water quality on the Great Barrier Reef. The federal government says sediment runoff caused by land clearing and over-farming poses one of the biggest threats to reef health. Soil and slate which washes into rivers and creeks ends up in the ocean, smothering coral and killing off seagrass. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek says the funding will be used to revegetate upstream embankments and better manage cattle grazing. By dealing with sediment, we are, of course, restoring the riverbanks and creek banks. That's good for the land. Uh, And we are protecting the reef from one of the greatest threats identified for the future of the reef. More than 600 Indigenous people serve in the Australian Defence Force and a new exhibition honours those who fought for the country before them. The Serving Country exhibition has opened at the Australian National Maritime Museum in Sydney and shares the stories of Indigenous Australians who have proudly protected and served the country since the First World War. Museum Manager of Indigenous Programs, South Sea Islander and Torres Strait Island, Matt Paul, says it's important to get an understanding of the sense of family that comes with being a part of the Navy. 
The Victorian Greens have described the state's government the state government's plan to raise the minimum age of criminal responsibility from 10 to 12 years as a missed opportunity for national leadership. The policy, which is set to go to state cabinet next week, has been attracting backlash from Aboriginal and legal groups who want the minimum age of criminal responsibility to be raised to 14 years. State Labour representatives point out it's only a first step, adding that the option of increasing the age again in future is not off the table. Victorian Greens MP Tim Reid told the ABC it should have been an early decision since there aren't many children aged 12 to 14 who are currently in prison. Other states have larger numbers of children, most of them Indigenous, behind bars. If Victoria leads by raising the age of 14, that will put pressure on other states like WA and the Northern Territory. Aid agencies have described the situation in Sudan as beyond catastrophic as fighting between rival factions in the capital enters its sixth day. More than 300 people have been killed in the relentless conflict across the capital Khartoum and other parts of the country. The hospital system in Khartoum is on the brink of collapse with food, water and medical supplies running out as thousands try to flee the capital city. Muslim faithful around the world are preparing to mark Eid al-Fitr, an event signaling the end of Ramadan. The three-day holiday, which translates as the celebration of breaking one's fast, is marked with gatherings and the gifting of presents and money. Two billion Muslims around the world will celebrate Eid al-Fitr this weekend, marking the end of Ramadan. Aliyah Odain lives in Britain but is in Pakistan to celebrate Eid. I'm here at Mina Bazaar because Eid's coming up, Eid's on Friday and I've come here for my Mendy on both hands. The women here are so talented. Um, it's a nice way to get organised and prepared for a really exciting celebration. A group of activists has stormed the offices of stock market operator Euronext in Paris as part of a protest against the recent, the recent raise in retirement age. Waving union flags, the group of a few hundred protesters invaded Euronext's lobby engulfing it in red smoke from flares. Raising the retirement age from 62 to 64 has ignited a month-long firestorms of protest across France. Hollywood actor Alec Baldwin and his lawyers say prosecutors in New Mexico plan to drop an involuntary manslaughter charge against him in the fatal 2021 shooting of a cinematographer on the set of the film Rust. Baldwin's lawyers Luke Nickers and Alex Spiro have released a statement in which they express the court's decision and encourage a proper investigation into the circumstances of what they describe as a tragic accident. Prosecutors did not immediately comment on the case. Baldwin and the film's weapons supervisor Hannah Gutierrez-Reed were both charged with involuntary, involuntary manslaughter in the shooting. Baldwin was pointing a pistol at cinematographer Helena Hutchins during a rehearsal when the gun went off, killing Hutchins and wounding director Joel Souza. Staying in the United States, the Biden administration has criticized the Florida Board of Education's approval of an expansion of what critics call the Don't Say Gay Law. The State Board of Education approved a ban on classroom instruction about sexual orientation and gender identity in all grades from kindergarten to grade 12. Previously, the ban only applied from the third grade up. 
White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre has described the law as dystopian, saying it's already having devastating consequences in schools. Censoring our classes is not how public education is supposed to work in a free country. Conservative politicians love to complain about the so-called cancel culture, all while threatening teachers with losing their jobs if they teach something that the MAGA extremists don't agree with. President Biden believes teachers and students should not be pawns in a political game or a political stunt. We will continue to fight for students across the country to receive a world-class education, including free from discrimination and also censorship. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has warned that current global environmental policies will become what he calls a death sentence, a death sentence by the end of the century. Mr. Guterres was addressing a virtual session of the Major Econom- Economies Forum Summit convened by U.S. President Joe Biden. We need global acceleration through cooperation, and that means rising above disagreements, differences and tensions. Geopolitical divisions must not torpedo the world's climate fight for 1.5 degrees. I have proposed to the G20 a climate solidarity pact, in which big emitters make extra efforts to cut emissions and wealthier countries support emerging economies to achieve this. Climate advocates have criticized the United States and many other nations for responding to oil and gas shortages by increasing fossil fuel production, saying it is impossible to keep global warming to hoped-for limits while increasing drilling. This year's Climate Forum was attended by leaders of just seven nations, Brazil, Australia, Argentina, Canada, Egypt, Germany and Mexico. And back home, doctors are calling for telehealth services to be reinstated in the federal budget, saying rural patients, vulnerable people and those living with disabilities cannot access the care they deserve. The federal government removed several telehealth items from the Medicare benefits benefits schedule last year, including long phone consultations for medical specialists, specialists treating patients who have chronic, uh, complex chronic conditions. The Royal Australasian College of Physicians said the cuts were deepening disadvantage for some patients and called for the Medicare items to be reinstated in the May budget. The college's president, Jacqueline Small, says the provision of health care for patients in remote and rural areas is vital. And to sport, Latrell Mitchell has helped South Sydney flip the script on Penrith, inspiring the Rabbitohs to come from behind and beat their premiership rivals 2018 at Accor Stadium. In a thrilling finish, the Rabbitohs trailed 18-10 with six minutes to go before Mitchell helped breathe life back into the bunnies with a try off a Lachlan Elias kick. The win is only the South Sydney side's second over Penrith in their last 12 matches during a run that has often seen the Panthers come from behind to win matches. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 33, Perth, sunny 29, Adelaide, Partly cloudy, 21. Melbourne, a possible shower, 20. Hobart, partly cloudy, 20. Albury, Wodonga, sunny, 21. Canberra, mostly sunny, 21. Wollongong, partly cloudy, 21. Sydney, partly cloudy, 22. Newcastle, a shower, 2, 23. Brisbane, much the same, 26. Townsville, mostly sunny, 29. 
Keynes possible shower 30, Alice Springs mostly sunny 24, Darwin a shower or two on the top of 32 degrees and the Torres Strait Islands a partly cloudy day ahead on the top of 30 degrees. And that is an ITV Radio News. Thank <music> you.